Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Rebound on the floor. Rigsby puts it up. No good. Ball tipped in. No. Out to Kusnar. Fakes. Three seconds to play into the middle of the lane. Passes to Dante. He dunks and scores. This is Dirt and Sprague. Checkered flag is in the air, and William Byron has won the Daytona 500. William Byron out front when it mattered the most as they began crashing behind him. The winner of the 66th running of the Daytona 500. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. Who's getting the MVP? But Dame and Jalen Brown both with 36. And the people's choice, Tyrese Halliburton with 32. And we have 26 seconds to go. 208 to 186. Half-court Lillard. Yes! Might have just sold it right there. Damian Lillard with a triple. From half-court, he's got 39. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. The Fan. All right, 602 in the Road City. Time for Dirt and Sprague on Portland's sports leader, 1080 The Fan. Happy Tuesday, everybody. How we doing? How we feeling? It was a, uh, it was a lost week in Southern California. Was it? Yeah, I don't know what's worse. Controlling a game for 30 minutes and letting it slip away or never being in one. Ooh, did you get dumped on in Malibu? Yes. Yeah. SoCal's got bad weather right now. My brother-in-law and sister-in-law were just... Oh, actually, the weather was great. Oh, really? It was just raining threes from the waves the minute we walked it. You lost to Pepperdine? We lost them both. (laughs) Well, I was going to ask how your weekend went. Now I know. Got housed by Pepperdine. It's okay. San Diego, we were up, and then... You we, lost to the Toros. And then we got swept this season by the Toros. Watch out, Lavin's got some talented freshmen, and they finally figured out what he wants them to do. <laughs> do you hear yourself? Watch out, they've got talented freshmen. Yeah, well, he had like 10 freshmen on the roster. Yeah, you guys lost to him. Why? Well, we didn't score for seven and a half minutes in the second half. Damn, what do you talk about for seven and a half minutes when the team you're calling play-by-play for can't score? Uh, That they can't score for seven and a half minutes. (laughs) Were you doing time check-ins? All right, it's been five and a half now. Pilots. Yeah, well, on the on the the stat, so the stat feed that we sure, get, it'll start cast. having trends like, <laughs> okay, pilots have missed their last eight field goals, scoreless for five minutes and forty seven seconds. Oh man, yeah, I hate to hear that. Uh, it was not it was not pleasant. Yeah, at least... I I feel for everybody. It's just yeah, yeah. Well, it's been that way for a while. We got Gonzaga here Thursday. I bet that's going to go well. <laughs> It can't go as bad as the first time. We were down 19-1 four minutes in in Spokane. Oh, it, it can go. It can always get worse. I don't know how. Well, we'll have to wait and see on that one. But I'll be there to chronicle it for you. <laughs> I'm in this weird position where I don't, I can't talk how I normally want to talk. I sound a little Physically different. or, okay, you sound a little raspy. I sound a like little raspy. Like you had a good weekend that you can't talk about. No, I mean, I did have a great, I had a great weekend, actually. Okay. Um, it is 
it's like cold season. Uh, yes. Now, I, I don't I don't say that to be like, well, uh, no, I no, really... no. There was something that went around the team yeah. uh, while we were on the road, too, in Southern California, of all places. I, but yeah, I feel great. And I have I had this last week, too. And I just I can't like normally how I start the show. I can't do it. I start cracking. Uh, oh yeah that's usually how i am at the end of the les schwab invitation yes. after calling 47 high school games in five days yeah whatever. and so last night i had a little bit of the uh the, the coughing fit just a dry oh, that's the worst just a dry cough there's uh, nothing there there's no mute like, yeah but you're i drink water you're drinking hot tea i'm doing what, anything what do i can I yeah. yeah and i like you know Go on about my day as usual. I'm doing garage stuff yesterday when the sun came out, before the rain came back, and then we had a torrential downpour after that got done. But it sucks because I come in here and I feel great. I'm excited. We got all these great topics, and then I start the show. I'm like, hi, I'm like, cool. I feel great. I just can't talk. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah, nice little weekend. Not for you, but for me. You had to call. I did see the sun. It was it was it was pleasant. It wasn't super warm, but the rain did subside down there in Southern California for a, a little bit for us. Well, I, t- I I told you I picked my brother and sister in law up from the airport yesterday. They were down in SoCal for a wedding, and they they said Malibu was terrible. It was rain. Um, it rained. I think Saturday evening. Well, it might have been running uh, raining yesterday before they left. Because I picked them up yesterday. Oh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah. we left. Uh, we got out of there Sunday afternoon. It was a little high cloud Sunday, Man, but might, it wasn't. I, yeah, I, I might. They might have been like on, a, on the same flight as you. Yeah, we got Sunday. We got in at like four thirty. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yesterday was Monday. I picked them up at four thirty. On Monday or Sunday? Oh, yesterday was Monday, wasn't yeah. it? On Monday, I'm not thinking of God. This day off thing. <laughs> it's a calendar. It's not hard. In my mind, though, yesterday was Sunday. <laughs> Actually, Monday. Welcome. Yes. Happy Tuesday to everybody. It's Tuesday. It's a four-day week. It, it, it's delightful. We're going to live. We're going to be alive at some point when somebody's platform is going to be four-day work weeks. Well, they're trying to. Uh, did you see we're all set now to uh, eliminate uh, daylight savings time? Oh, we finally did that? Um it's it's working its way through. I don't know if it's actually being signed into law. Isn't or not. it partially like we need Washington and no, California? No, that was that was old legislation. This uh, is new legislation. Okay. Uh, bold. Uh, we don't need California or Washington anymore. So we could have a situation where if you drive across the Columbia, sure, uh, the the time changes. Okay. But. Now there's complaints that we're doing it backwards. What do you mean? We're staying on standard time. Permanently. Yeah. As opposed to going to daylight savings time permanently. Wouldn't we want to do it backwards? I, I I don't know. Daylight savings time gives you daylight longer into the evening. Yeah. Standard time means it gets lighter earlier in the morning. So what's the preference there? Uh, the law is we're staying with standard time. Okay. We are not going on daylight savings time. Do you think we'll actually pass this? I have no idea. I feel like we'll bitch out. We might like, oh. pass it. If it ever becomes law, I, who knows? We're be like, Washington Washington refuses to change. So until they do, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. How many states don't observe it? Arizona and Hawaii. That's, that's the only two? 
that's the only two states. Now, there's some stuff back in the Midwest, like Illinois or Indiana or somewhere where certain counties don't do it, and mm. it's really goofy. That's really weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I don't like that. No. But it's good news that we're making making our way towards it. Have we come up with a new bridge? I find, There's all sorts of plans for a new bridge, but yeah, it's figuring out life. how to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Just heard that for you know, 33 And years. the cost keeps going up in the billions and billions. It's kind of like 217. We always hear, oh, yeah, they plan to do this and this. And then I like, well, as my life is going they're on, actually doing something. And they're getting close. There will be sure. a third lane, yeah. basically the interchange lane to on and off ramps all the way around. Yeah. I've only been watching that, you know, construction happen for 12 years now. I know. No big deal. It's not as bad as the uh, stretch of I-5. Near uh, Tacoma Dome? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's up there. It's one of the worst. I went up. I went up last fall, I think, for something, and it was the first time I had been through there since I went to college in the early 90s. Our our bottleneck here on I-5 near the 84 uh, exit, it, that one's pretty bad, too. Oh, the 84 into I-5? Yeah. Yes, that's it's terrible. That's horrible. God, there's so many things we need to change around here. I know. But uh, we can't conquer them all. It's good to be in on this Tuesday. So let's change the NBA All-Star game. Are you done with it? You're as big an NBA fan as I know. Are you done with that? Um, Did Luca trying to alley-oop to himself and rim-checking himself, is that the final straw? Well, we've seen ridiculous <laughs> things happen in dunk contests, so I'm not going to put that up near the top. Like That I, was in the All-Star game. Yeah, I know, but I've seen guys like they're only trying to dunk and they, they miss True. the dunks. But they're trying to do a whole bunch of acrobatics. Uh, this is Luca. Just threw himself a bounce pass and rim checked himself. We'll get we'll get into this today. With nobody near him. Well, he's he's not like I hate to say this. He's big. He's athletic compared to most, but yeah. in that world, he's not that athletic. Oh, I know. And it's it's it sounds dumb for us to be like, yeah. oh, he's actually not that athletic. Like, well, he's in one of the most athletic sports leagues to ever exist. But compared to those guys, he's not yes. near the top. He's not Anthony Edwards. <laughs> We're going to have Eric Gunderson on at 7.30 today. And I, I basically said, bring whatever you would do to fix the All-Star game. And my take on this is, I find it interesting every year this happens, this is the complaint. No matter the ending, people talk about the All-Star game. And if it's good, and if they should watch. And this year they hit 200 points for the first time in the game. I certainly wasn't that entertained by it. I certainly understand why people could be frustrated I also find it odd that the NBA is low, like all alone, responsible for your all-star viewing pleasure. Nobody bitches about the MLB all-star game. Nobody watches the hockey one. And nobody talks or complains about the football one. Which, by the way, is flag football now. They don't even do tackle football anymore. Right. And the NFL's problem, it's at the end of the season. A lot of people have checked out. They, But the NFL continues But that's the to, number one sport in America. Why true. is the expectation for their all-star game not exist? But basketballs, which everybody tells me every time we talk about on the show, I read at least three or four texts. I don't watch. I don't watch. I don't watch. But then the all-star game comes around. Everybody goes to Twitter and bitches. Why is that? I don't know. I guess that's where I'm coming well, from. Well, I will say the all-star game growing up, they used to... It was 133 to 145, 154 to 143. These are scores in the 80s. Yeah. They worked themselves into it. Um, but there was, 
the final five minutes of every All Star game. Th- yeah. That was what there we was some about. intensity to it that has gone by the wayside. Did we have it last year, or did that? I'm talking about over the course of thirty years. Oh, I went years. back and looked at the last 30 years. It's not really like, la- do you remember last year's? I don't remember the last, I don't know, dozen. I, I tuned out. Okay. Were there any good endings in any of those dozen that you don't remember? Mm, I don't think so. You don't think so, but you don't remember. I don't know. It, that's my point. The last it's one I It's an all-star game. Yeah. If it, there actually were, I went back and looked, there were really good endings to some of those games. They did the Elam ending one year yes, and that came down to the end. Are they going to hit the shot? The game's over. If they do, there were good moments, but nobody remembers because guess what? Nobody really cares. No, it's an all-star game. Correct. So like, if you can't cite what the last 12 years of something has been, I don't think you really care. No, I don't. I'm I'm wondering about the general public. The last one I remember was when Magic came back after getting HIV and everybody wanted a piece to guard him and all that. That's fun the stuff. last one you remember? That, if you want, yeah, that's the last one. What I, year was tr- that, 92? I, 92, 93, somewhere My in there. My God, man. Yeah. That's a long time ago. That's over 30 yeah. years ago. Yeah. The All-Star game is... So you largely haven't even cared. You're talking about 92. Right. Jordan was still around until no, like I 98. Know. I know. Hmm. The 03 one, though, his last year was a wizard. That one was pretty good. Went okay. To, went to double overtime, I want to say. He hit what should have been the game-winning shot, but Jermaine O'Neal's dumbass fouled Kevin Garnett at the buzzer. <laughs> so Garnett got to hit free throws, tie the game. They go to overtime. And so we got ruined a Jordan fadeaway wow. over Sean Marion jump shot. But that final score was like 154 to 1. Like, yeah. I don't know. I I think people are complaining about not having four minutes of defense, really, and players not caring because clearly the players didn't care this year. I watched that. Yep. Not an ounce of defense. Every highlight you saw, you saw the defense just standing around looking like, well, oh, okay, yeah. you get that dunk. Oh, okay, you can shoot that shot. We don't care. So we'll get to that today. Uh, nice little weekend for our Lady Beeves. Huh? I know they lost against USC. Lost against USC, but they had quite a, what was it, five Ooh. straight? Top 10 or top 15 teams they beat? Yeah, it was. The Colorado-Utah teams, shout out to them. Um, but we'll get to that. I had one of the greatest moments of my life as a parent and a husband this weekend. So we'll talk about that today. The biggest lie in sports, Eric Gunderson at 730. The Dame weekend, we'll recap that. Mail sack. The mail sack at 815. So get those mail sack questions in to the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. It is a loaded show. Let's start with this. We'll start. The biggest lie told in sports, the biggest lie this weekend in sports that was told with a straight face. That's next. Dirt and Sprague, good to be with you. Happy Tuesday on 1080 The Fan and YouTube. Well, that might be the uh, song you hear when a certain athlete finally leaves the sport they're playing as a new day will dawn. And this athlete is notorious for being a very big self-promoter, me, look at me, athlete. It's, it's, it's the one thing, if we talk about just the, the playing aspect of sports, I will defend it. The off-the-court stuff, eh, not so much. I also think he's a byproduct of being uh, what many would label a child star. This is no different than a Macaulay Culkin to me 
or uh, I had a fill in the was blank. He 16 when he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated? 16, but 15, everybody knew his name. And so, like, people are always surprised, stunned, or annoyed that somebody that was anointed the chosen one at age 16 is full of themselves. And what happened at NBA All-Star Weekend was LeBron James, of course, in year 20, making a big deal. And look, LeBron at the All-Star game, he's he's got his he got he has to have his own press conference, Swigart. And he had his own press conference. He had a good moment with Jeff uh, Zilgit of USA Today who uh, recovered from from cancer and um he was asked about the end of his career. Said, you know, are, 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 have, you, have you thought about how this is going to go? And have you thought about what team you're going to be on or any of that? And LeBron, a- he answered it, and he told the biggest lie of the sports weekend with this. Um, I have not mapped out how many seasons I have left. Um, I know it's not that many. Um, I also don't know if I will. I was asked this question a couple of days ago. Will you kind of take the farewell tour or were you kind of just Tim Duncan it? I'm 50-50. Um, I'm going to be honest because there's times where I feel like I guess I owe it to my fans that's been along this journey with me for two decades plus to be able to give them that moment, you know, where it's every city and whatever the case may be. And, you know, they give you your flowers or whatever the case may be, you know, and, and that seems cool. Um but the other side of I've never been that great with um, accepting like praise. Um, it's, a, it's a weird feeling for me. Um, I never really talked about it much, but it's just a weird feeling for me. So to, to go in each city, if that's the case, I don't know. I've seen I've seen Mike's, I've seen Kobe's, I've seen a lot of guys. Um, I just don't know how much I how I feel. I don't know if I will feel great about it. Maybe the only child in me, maybe. But um, but I don't know. Um, but I am a Laker. And uh, I am I'm happy and been very happy being a Laker the last six years. And, uh, and hopefully it stays that way. Um, Nick Saban saying I'm not going to Alabama has now been beaten by LeBron James saying I'm 50-50 on if I'm going to do a retirement tour and I've never really been great with all the compliments. Never very, never very comfortable with them. Sure does seem to need them. Is this not the biggest lie we've heard by an athlete in like 20 years? Um, it's got to be up yeah, there, right? It's up there. Come on, this 50-50. <laughs> As everybody has noted, there's probably a clothing line for the last year. There's probably eight documentaries in line for the last year. He'll have cam. He already does, but he'll have cameras at every venue, every practice. Well, considering, yeah, the uh, the film crew that was following Bronny around at Sierra Canyon that we remember from the Les Schwab Invitational, I can't imagine he wouldn't, especially after he's gonna have shoes. The farewell, oh, I know. Bronze, like, well, I mean, you think about you think about what MJ did with the Last Dance, yeah, and. Don't, I mean. You know what's funny about that? We have to remember why it was made. Do you remember? What was he? The day Michael Jordan gave the green light on making the last dance, he called in at the exact moment LeBron was in the parade in Cleveland. Yeah. He watched on TV. 
Personally, I do think these guys care about this stuff, even if they downplay it. Yeah. I think he felt a little threatened. He said, let me remind people of my greatness. <laughs> hey, guys, get to making that Last Dance documentary. And he didn't need to do that for many. Overwhelming majority of people, it'll be Jordan forever. Yeah. But it's just funny how like all of them have this petty, uh, I need to be appreciated type of thing to them. He's just an outright liar by saying out loud, I might Tim Duncan it. I'll tell you right now, he's definitely deserving and an athlete that has the farewell tour. He checks every box twice. I'd have like a lot more respect if he actually Tim Duncan did. If he didn't even yeah. tell people, this is it for me. He just played. He shook hands. He said bye to people privately and then just left. I was at the Kobe farewell tour game in Portland. That was a madhouse. Like, outside of the media obligation, that guy said bye to every person that was, like, behind the scenes at the Moda Center. Whether that was a Nike employee, whether that was somebody he's known for years, family, friends, even Rose Garden employees themselves, he was saying bye to signing yeah. autographs for him. Like, yeah. hey, I remember you. Thanks for all your help. Hey, thanks for all your help. That was the farewell tour. It's it's an overwhelming spectacle he is an outright liar this man is a liar i've watched him his whole career you tell me it's a 50 50 toss-up on the farewell tour swigard get out of here this guy 180 percent chance he's having yeah. a farewell tour he'll have shoes shirts do we not shorts. remember the decision yes yes <laughs> i was alive for that not one, not two, not three. Be taking my talents to South Beach. I'll be taking my talents to South Beach. I have a hard time with all the uh, compliments I'm getting. I'm sure you do, buddy. You called yourself the GOAT in your TV show on HBO. After you won the Cleveland title, you basically said, I won Cleveland a title. I'm the GOAT. That's, you know, for a guy who doesn't like all the praise... That's a lot of praise to be given yourself. Well, he doesn't like it. He has to give it to himself, so he's comfortable with it. Is that it. what the difference is? Yeah, he has to give it, it to yourself okay. because he's processed it that way and he's comfortable with it. Yeah, because we've seen his whole career how uncomfortable he is when people are giving him praise. We've seen, we've documented, man. Come on. This is, the, this is one of the biggest lies told in sports in my so life. So how surprised will you be if he does Tim Duncan it? Head sewn to the carpet level surprised. <laughs> like just motionless on your couch just, in your half man garage there yes. for hours. Like yes. they got the kids have to come. Dad, are you you okay? Can I can I bring you some soup? What I'm, are we? I'm trying to think of the odds here. I would have to go like minus probably eighty five thousand wow. is the favorite that he's gonna do it. Dude, come on, man. Like you shouldn't even be allowed to bet on this. <laughs> Doesn't know yet if he's doing a farewell tour. Get out of here. He has, I bet you they're mapping out his outfits right now for something that's not happening for like another two to three to maybe four years. They're mapping out outfits right now. I think we need to go with a little gold here. Oh, it's road black jersey, so we're going to have a little black line. They're doing all of that. That's how detailed that farewell tour is going to be. And this guy's out here going, oh, I'm 50-50. I don't feel very comfortable with any of this stuff. Get out of here. You liar. Why are you lying? La liar.
LeBron James lying, lying his ass off this weekend at the NBA All-Star Game. Uh, All right, coming up next, we'll get back into the All-Star Game festivities. Dame had a great weekend for himself. Uh, Probably the highlight of Portland Trailblazer fandom right now was seeing Dame do that this weekend. Uh, But before we get back into that, I'm going to talk about something that happened this weekend to myself. One of the greatest experiences I've ever had in my life. And I think I'd feel that way. That's next. We have a uh, giveaway in the final hour today. And uh, some college football dealings to get to in 15 minutes. I um, So last week, Swag, you left early. I had an interview with Reagan Beers, forward for Oregon State women's basketball. And I was pretty excited about it. I've been following their season. I've caught a few of their games, but also in the games I've missed, I've we get these emails from their SIDs, yep. and so I check box scores They're and I read. They're on a tear. They have been on a tear. And I was going to go to Friday's game because Sunday I work, and then I looked at the schedule, and I had it flipped in my head where I saw I thought Friday was Juju Watkins mm. and Sunday was UCLA. And so by the time I had already gotten tickets and made my mind up, it was like UCLA. And I was like, okay, UCLA is a really good team, but I wanted to see Juju Watkins. So I'm telling my wife, Juju Watkins, she's heard the name before. My daughter's playing basketball. I'm coaching her. My youngest is starting to like basketball. You know, I go, you know what? Let's all go down. So I buy a group of four tickets, general admission, pretty cheap, to be honest with you, if you want to go to a game. And we made a day of it. My wife got off early, and we went down there super early. And I I didn't think it was going to be one of the best days of my adult life as a husband, a father, and just in general but it kind of turned out that way. The weather was not amazing, but it wasn't raining. So it was just a little cold. And we got to Corvallis, and, and me and my wife just showed off Corvallis and like, oh, we lived here. And, hey, this restaurant here or this dive bar here or, oh, man. And it, what's crazy about it is for me in Oregon State, for a lot of people, it's sports driven. And I, I totally understand it. For me, it was a life driven thing. I, I don't go to Corvallis and think, oh, man, I, I remember the upset in the football game. Like, I do remember those things. But for me, it was a bigger impact just personally. I was at a weird point in my life. I was really young. I was pretty much alone. And I had a couple friends there but made more friends and got involved on campus. And, like, every square inch I realized, walking around the neighborhood next to it and the campus itself, I realized, Swag, every square inch of it, I could, I could, I could, ha- memory could be pulled from my brain. I remember walking right here and talking to so and so about this and about that. Like nostalgia hit me in a big way, in a way I did, I wasn't prepared for. And then the fact that my kids were there and they got to like hear some of these stories and see where mom and dad lived and, you know, hear what it was like to be at college and what the experience is like while you're there and, why is that dorm room better than that dorm room? And like all of these random things. Hey, look, this wasn't here when I was a student. They've barely built it up. It was uh, it was a great moment. And then the game happened. Like all of that happened before the game. And we got inside. Environment was fantastic. UCLA is massive. They got this big uh, player down low, Betts. She, I, she looked like she was 7-1. I was sitting behind the hoop next to Oregon State's bench, and ended up being one of the greatest games I've ever watched and and been at. Not just an Oregon State thing. That's one of the best games I've ever seen. Four lead changes in eight seconds. That's how the game ended. 
UCLA hits a three. You're like, ah, damn. Six seconds left. Talia Von Ohoffen gets the ball, gets a layup. OSU goes up one. You're like, yes, there's two seconds left. UCLA runs a side out, which, by the way, shout out women's basketball. They have it right. They've nailed it. Four quarters and half court after a timeout. No more one-and-ones. No more one-and-ones. Like, women's basketball is lapping the men's game right now, and it's fascinating to me to see it. UCLA side out, bets wide open, does the right thing, hits the shot right at the free throw line. It's like a tenth of a second left. You knew they'd add a couple more. They 1.1. The whole building is kind of like... It's not over, but it kind of feels over. Ruick and company drop a great out-of-bounds play to Leovano off and somehow gets away from a defender, launches a three well behind the line, drains it right in front of us. And the place is, it's, my kids are going nuts. I'm going nuts. It was a, fantac- a fantastic was atmosphere the- to go to and a great memory to build That's with my awesome. kids. And this was the night after the men's game with Oregon came down to the final seconds, too. And Folly Dante gets a dunk with points. No, that was after. Oh, that was the day after? So this is the Friday game. Oh, that's Friday. Oh, okay, then the next night, yeah. Yeah, and then the women played Sunday, so it was back-to-back-to-back. And, man, that, that building was packed, like no pun intended, packed to the gills. And kids are storming the court, and Talia's getting interviewed by the Pac-12 Network, and just pandemonium for a great back and forth game between two really good teams now they lost to USC but remember they were down beers in that game because she ended up I don't know what they've listed her injury as Mm. but it happened right in front of us and when she went to the court we thought she was throwing up like her body was convulsing almost and I look over and there's just blood leaking all over the court yuck it took them a while. They got her up finally, and even when they got her up, swag, she's like she was woozy. She couldn't she couldn't stand on her own. I never found out if they listed it as a broken nose. I'd imagine it was uh, because she took an elbow square on the the front of that thing. Oh, but yuck. man, they they are a fun, feisty, tough team. And if they can get beers back, they're they're definitely going to be a team to be reckoned with come tourney time. But yeah, Friday was one of the greatest days of my life. In, in That's awesome. Just in general, and then being able to share that moment with your kids. Yep. There's not a better feeling in the world. So were they, I'm curious, how interested were they, maybe the older one a little more about, like, figuring out how you guys met you and, like, that versus just seeing the campus and that sort of thing? They're always been more interested on that part than the campus in general. Okay. I um we took them to a couple spots that we worked at and the place I worked at was closed. They have different hours now and my wife worked at the the bowling alley in the basement, but just showing them like, "Yo, when you come here, this is what you, if you have time and you're free, you can go bowling. If you you're hungry, here's the commons. Here's all the Panda Express is right there." <laughs> like their minds were kind of blown with just that in general. Yeah. But they, you know, they're 4 years apart. One's in middle school now. They both had equal amounts of interest in all of oh, that's it. That's cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool. So I got to share a great moment with my family. Met a couple listeners at the game. That was really uh awesome to see as well. One of the listeners sitting right behind me, he was really nice. He was going crazy. Like it was just a, a great atmosphere. Unfortunate they lost to USC, despite, you know, Juju Watkins didn't do anything. They shut her down. 
They just couldn't hit anything. They couldn't buy yeah. a bucket to save their life. I'm all in. If you have not been able to tell from the show, I'm all in. We're we're watching every game. We're we're watching more and more. Caitlin Clark and and company make it a great story. And I've been saying and I'll say it again: the women's tournament is going to be better than the men's. It is going yep. to be better than the, the men's. women's tournament's coming to Portland here, the the Portland Regional. I know, and you didn't hear about it, but on Friday, the Big Ten Network was on. It was the day after Caitlin Clark broke the record. The Big Ten Network is projecting both Oregon State and Iowa to be in Portland. That'll be fantastic. Could you imagine if that happens? Oh, a guaranteed sellout. It has to be a guaranteed sellout. Yeah. It's just unbelievable, man. But kudos to Oregon State women. A great win to lose Reagan beers early in the second quarter and to still come back and win. UCLA had a height advantage down low, and they kind of went away from it in the final five minutes, which helped Oregon State get back because they were down seven with four and some change. And just a back-and-forth battle, four lead changes in eight seconds is something you almost never will see. And just up there of, like, all-time games I've I've seen in person was that one to Leavon Olhoffen helping lead the way for the Lady Beavs. So they continue on, uh, splitting between the L.A. schools. We'll see what they do and when Reagan Beers uh, will return. But it was a lot of fun on Friday night. And if you can, make it down to a game. It's... Um, it was a special environment. That's a special team. And if you are an alumni, getting to share those memories with your kids and walking around and having all that nostalgia hit you, it, it felt great. Uh, coming up next, a little college football news and notes. There's a story that came out this morning and a couple big things that, got ha- that, uh, that happened over the weekend. So we'll get to that coming up. We'll dive into the damn All-Star Weekend stuff at 7. During Sprague, back with some more college football talk on The Fan. <laughs> We'll uh, dive into the Dame Lillard weekend experience that was NBA All-Star weekend. But uh, we've got some college football to talk about. We had some big hires. I, I'm i asking you seriously here, what is the bigger job? Being the Pac-12 commissioner or being the athletic director of Arizona? More important job or bigger job right now? The bigger mm. job is uh, taking over what's left of the Pac-12, trying to turn it into a Power Five conference. That's the bigger job. The more important job, uh, I'll go LeBron. It's 50-50. Really? Yeah. Okay. Interested. Why do you think that? Um, I think Arizona's, I mean, the Big 12's bringing them in basketball-wise. Uh, can they put, you know, with Kansas, the Big 12 ahead of the Big 10 and SEC? Some think they're already there. Uh, maybe they are in terms of depth, but I think in terms of high profile, Arizona and Kansas now elevates it to a different level. And can the football program keep rising, keep going where Jetfish yes. was taking it? Yes. Well, the interesting thing, they locked up Tommy Lloyd to an extension this weekend. Yep, saw that. So he's he's a recruiting juggernaut, so they don't want to lose that. And they're having a good season. Uh, Football-wise, I'm with you. Can Brent Brennan continue to lead it in the right direction? My only thing, when they hired Teresa Gould to be the new commissioner of the Pac-12, I'm, I'm trying to read this in real time, this piece on The Athletic about the TV playoff rights and they continue to bitch and moan to the media instead of just, you know, working this out with themselves because everybody has their own self-interest. So when they come to these meetings, guess what? The self-interest conflict. Um, I'm trying to figure out where this all sits today. 
because they're meeting in Dallas. Yeah, that's they're supposed to vote on changing the automatic qualifiers from six and six to five, five and, and then seven. seven at large. Yeah. Is Teresa Gold a good hire? I have no idea. I was looking up her resume, and it's it's a good resume. It's a great resume. But uh, everybody seems to be excited, but everybody's always excited when there's a new hire. So I, I have no idea. Who do you think is excited? Because I didn't uh, just, see that. Oh, I just reading the press releases and the stuff about it coming out. There was an air of positivity, mm. but I. I was wondering if she's a hire that's like gonna nail it and she's gonna surprise a lot of people that are questioning it or if she was a hire because nobody of real substance wants that job right now because nobody she she's probably the best hire because i think she understands the job better than anybody else she worked there for so long um she knows how they got to where they are and uh you know if it's somebody that that washington state and oregon state have some faith and trust that at least they feel like they're getting they're going to get communication and get honest communication back from so they know how to make decisions in the future they may not like the information but at least it is unfiltered it is totally honest it is this is where we're at you you know you want me to find you know and if they're in dire straits it's like there's no interest guys i'm sorry there's just not the interest to put something together or whatever, they at least get that sooner than later so they can figure out what they need to do. This story in The Athletic on this 5 plus 7 says, I'm reading this from the story, Wazoo President Kirk Schultz, the Pac-12 rep, and loan holdout in the board's most recent meetings expected to propose that Wazoo and Oregon State receive revenue and voting power similar to Power 4 schools in 2026 and beyond. It's unclear whether there is much support for that especially since future revenue and governance plans have not been determined for anyone. Two sources involved with the approval process said they expect 5 plus 7 to be the starting point of the format debate for 2026 and beyond, but acknowledged that it may not be the final resolution. Sankey has suggested on numerous occasions a world without no a world with no automatic births at all. Big Ten Commissioner Tony Petiti has suggested reconsidering bracket sizes that were previously passed over, such as a 16-team field. People familiar with the discussions have told The Athletic. Where do you think this is going to go? Because they're going to start voting on this today. It's only... Nobody's going to be real happy. Nobody it's, has been happy. Well, that's, that's because it's hard to project out for a... What was the new contract extension from ESP? So six seven, years. Six years or seven Six years. years plus the two. So it's eight more years. Yeah. So how do you start making plans when you're not certain what the thing's going to look like two years from now, let alone eight years from now? Like how That's is, the problem. Yeah. How is the ACC operating exactly. in Exactly. Three years, they could not exist. So you have to build something in that accounts for the unknown, which is damn near impossible. And you're talking about billions of dollars and nobody wants to get left out after being included for so many years, i.e. Oregon State and Washington State. They're trying to protect themselves to give themselves an opportunity to get back into it. It's impossible. So I, I don't know what you do. I love this story is trying to make it sound like ESPN's pissed and they'll pull their deal if they don't if they don't figure this out. No, they're not. Well, that's what that's their 
that's their position through the media. Well, they want to. You better figure this out, or what? We might pull that deal. It's like, mm. no, you no, you're not. You're all about football. You're all about the SEC. Like we know you're not pulling this deal. Get out of here. Now, the scary part would be if all of this chaos and turmoil that you know has been rearing its ugly head. Yeah. Pushes Sankey and Petiti to finally just do... go do their own thing. That's the scary part. Yeah, it's terrifying because I think you officially have ruined the sport at that point. Yep. I mean, I, I think you want to make the argument you are now, but we're still watching. You pull it away with just two conferences. I mean, I, I know all the fans of those teams around here are not going to care and they're going to watch their team and they're going to say, well, you wish you were part of the club. All right, have fun with that because most of America be be. I think pretty turned off by, by watching it. I think the numbers you've seen this year were amazing. It will go back to being a regional sport. Uh, incredibly regional. Yeah. Well, regional in, in a sense of where most of the viewership's coming from. Cause you've got Washington, Oregon involved Yeah, with USC, UCLA, but yeah, but yeah, largely Midwest South watching that everybody else kind of, would we even, how would we cover that? I I'm still confused how to cover Oregon State. I don't know. All of this stuff is so weird for all of us. Yep. It's a very uncomfortable spot to be in. But not as uncomfortable as this meeting, evidently, where everybody hates each other and is just looking out for themselves. Uh, when has that not been the case? That would be the argument I would have. Well, there's a quote in here that basically they want it. The 12 team has been ready for some time, but they've just refused to to move on it, which is why Petiti's already throwing out 16 teams because 12 is not enough. 16, you know, obviously for him, 16 yeah. gets more of our guys in. Yeah. I just hope Teresa Gould, however good or bad she is, I don't know. I hope that she ends up being amazing and can figure that out. But I, I just don't know how you're going to get through those waters. I don't know. Like I said, the only thing is she knows as good as anyone what those waters look like. Yeah, but... Even though you know what they look like, doesn't mean you can navigate them. Well, but if... There doesn't seem to be an appetite to want to get these two teams back in. That's the biggest issue, is how do you how do they present something that is appealing to the SEC and the Big Ten with however they're going to put this back together? I don't know how you do that. I have no Because they're only a two-team conference it's at It's either point. them or, or being appealing to ESPN or Fox. It, the whole thing is dumb. All yeah. of this is dumb. Well, college football has been the only major American sport over the years that is was never based around defining one true champion. Its its purpose as a sport has been multifaceted more mm -hmm. than any other sport. You're not wrong there. But like what's the point of these stories? I'm still perusing through this and I'm like this just feels like public posturing by eight different sides going into a meeting. How about you just shut up and go into the meeting and figure this out? Well, because there's so much interest around. I, I think it's just hard to, because you don't want to let the the public or the fandom or whatever start dictating the narrative. That was part of the problem with the Pac-12. They weren't doing anything. There was no news. So that's all of these narratives started coming out and you're, you're fighting something that may or may not exist, but you're in a defensive posture. So how do you how do you get yourself into a proactive posture that is somewhat positive going forward or you know presenting your case out front rather than always being responsive and being you know late to the party 
Yeah, we'll see where it goes. They're supposed to meet today in Fort Worth. Uh, this big committee of of expansion with the playoff and the five plus seven model. They're going to vote on that. So we'll keep you up to date on it. But uh, two new hires this week in Arizona finds their AD. Um, I had her name written down on my show sheet here. Give me just a second. They take her from uh, Missouri, which, you know, Missouri fan was kind of upset by this. Uh, Teresa Gould is going to be the new uh, Pac-12 commissioner. They got rid of uh, or George Klievkoff and replaced him with her. And Arizona hires Desiree Reed Francois from Missouri. She went to law school at Arizona. That's why she left Missouri to come back to Arizona. Sure. We have a loaded second hour of the show, and we'll kick it off. The Dame Lillard weekend was here, and a little All-Star game chatter. Everybody upset with the All-Star game. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. This is Dirt and Sprague. Guys, this weekend ain't about freaking stocks and bonds. It's about football. It's about getting your ass up off of your lazy ass. Yelling for your team and saying, let's go, folks! Damn it! With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Sprague. And for the love of God, people, quit doing the freaking wave. Are you kidding me? The wave? Jesus. Nobody does the wave anymore. Yeah, the Billy Bobs do it in NASCAR at the racetrack because there's nothing else to do there and watch the damn cars go in circles and wait for a wreck. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Damn it, son. Do y'all hear me? The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan, youtube.com slash 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, and 99.5 HD2. Our radio signal on the HD. Uh, good morning. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys enjoyed your President's Day weekend. Uh, we do not work President's Day, so for some of you going to work yesterday going, what the hell? What's going on with the fan? We don't work President's Day. We observe the holiday, and so it's always a three-day weekend for us for that. We got a giveaway in exactly an hour. We got the mail sack in just a little over an hour, so any mail sack questions are welcome to the Vancouver Ford text line, 503-864-6326. We have a lot to get to with Eric Gunderson, a Blazer banter on Twitter. He'll join us at 7.30. Uh, and some, yeah, I want to read one thought real quick at the Vancouver 4 text line. Again, 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. You can visit them for more, uh, for more info at VancouverFord.com. Uh, somebody says it's the only uh, on the NCAA college football where it all stands and how Kirk Schultz is a thorn in the side of all of these other conference commissioners as they're trying to expand and vote and Schultz is like yo I have to look out for us uh, somebody says it's the only multi-billion dollar industry in the world with nobody in charge the NCAA has no teeth when it comes to being in charge the network the networks can do whatever they want and shape things how they see fit and that's what's interesting here is ESPN it's Fox right it's not just the SEC by themselves oh no it's not just the Big Ten and Tony Petiti it's Fox and ESPN. They're drivers of this stuff. 
They have helped dictate this landscape, this realignment world that we live in, where two schools with, you know, pretty good track record uh, in the last couple years in Wazoo and Oregon State, they get left behind, and the other schools that were normally together with them, they bolt for, for greener pastures, and so this is what you're left with, a hell of a mess with nobody to clean it up. We'll just see if anybody on aisle five gets to it. Um, this weekend, I, I think you could sum up this weekend, many nationally will be talking about, I'm sure, hey, the All-Star game's broken. Hey, the dunk contest is broken. Hey, why isn't this any better? Why are we not entertained? I would like to classify this as the Dame Lillard weekend, Swigard. Dame Lillard became the only other player in NBA All-Star Game history to win an event and win MVP of the game. The other player that did it, might have heard of him, Michael Jeffrey Jordan. MJ, as he's known in the streets. Yeah, he won the dunk contest and MVP the same year. I forget which year, but... One of those years. Yeah. When he was young and jumping high. That's right. Uh, but Dame wins the three-point contest. You know, kind of in a weird way, screwed Tyrese Halliburton out of having the ultimate weekend. Yeah, see, Tyrese is still young and doesn't understand if you go off early in the All-Star game, it doesn't matter. Yes, you got to go late. Like he went nuts in the first quarter. But but let me let me stick up for him for a little bit because Tyrese and them, I, I don't know he what. He did have the advantage of being the hometown guy. He did. He did, which is always a nice advantage. But then Dame hit two half-court threes, and there you go. They won the skills comp against the, what was it, the the, the, the rising stars I or the, the all-star. The whole thing was weird. I, I know a lot of you didn't watch almost any of it, and, and that's okay. I can paint the picture. Yeah. They had a digital court this weekend. That was actually cool. Oh, I I strongly disagree with you. I thought it was atrocious. Oh, I thought that was fun. I thought it was an embarrassment to basketball. You liked everybody glowing green, yeah. did you? You liked that? Had to have been a nightmare to shoot on that court. And also, it sounds like the traction wasn't amazing. Now, that's an issue. Yeah, I think the whole thing is an issue. You can't light up a floor green. What are we doing? I know Starry <laughs> has spent a, a ton of money to be the lead sponsor of your All-Star Weekend, but what the hell are you doing? You lit the whole floor up green. Everybody was glowing green. I thought it was a terrible look. But I also know they want this to be the wave of the future. Silver said it was the thing he wanted people to most talk about. Of all of the huh. all of the things going on, Adam Silver wanted you to care the most about his glowing, changing basketball court. Okay. Huh. Thank you. Almost got there. Almost got there. Then nobody played, even thought about playing defense. So here's the thing. You're not wrong about when you score in the All-Star game. Yes. It, it has to be later. What's funny is Tyrese had a moment. He had a three. He had a dunk. He had another dunk. And, like, he had a run there, and you're like, oh. Oh, he's going to get it. He's finishing strong. The crowd's cheering him. And then Dame had his final say with, like, a minute and a half left, and he did another – he did a second pull-up from half-court three – and he wetted it the, first, the second time as much as he did the first. Nothing but nylon. By the way, go look at the screenshot I tweeted out at Brandon Sprague. Where, how he looks physically, he looks like he's pulling up from the free throw line. Yeah, it's a jump shot. He's not heaving it up there. No. It's a normal jump shot. It, it is. It's, it's unbelie unbelievable. Yeah, to see somebody do that that casually, I know we've seen people hit half-court shots, but to just pull up like it's a routine jumper, 
It was mind-blowing. Here was uh, Dame Lillard going for the All-Star Game MVP. You know, you just got to keep shooting the ball. And I think in a game like this, you know, it's going to be pretty loose. And you're going to get your opportunities. Uh, being in the, the starting lineup, I knew I'd play longer stretches, get more minutes. And um, I just told myself I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be aggressive and I'm going to keep firing. I saw a couple go in, and after that, it was just like I'm going after it. So that was it. So he was going after it. He was also asked uh, about joining MJ in rarefied history for All-Star Game Weekend. One of two players now to win an event and win the MVP for the All-Star Game. Here was Dame in the postgame on all that. Here with the All-Star Game MVP, Damian Lillard. Dame, you joined some very elite company because there have only been two players ever to win an All-Star Saturday night event and also win All-Star MVP. It is yourself and Michael Jordan in 1988 who won the dunk contest. What does it mean to join that company? Anytime you mention next to Mike is is a special accomplishment. Um, regardless of how it had to happen or what type of events they are, um, the fact that nobody's done it since 1988, I think that shows how difficult it is, you know, when you go from the competition to even being in a, a game with this many great players where anybody could, you know, decide to be aggressive and just take off. So um, it's an honor to be mentioned next to him. And, uh, you know, I'm just excited that for being here for the eighth time, I was able to finally come out with one of these. Well, you've been adding to your trophy case all over the place. It was also the highest scoring all-star game that we've ever seen. Carl Anthony Towns, Jalen Brown, Tyrese Halliburton, the hometown hero, what impressed you most about their performances? Uh, just that we was all able to do it in the same game. Obviously, the world's greatest defense wasn't being played. But um, I think it was this guy's skill set. You know, it was, it was a lot of threes made. Um, even the, the ones that were a little bit contested, even when the game was, you know, picking up the pace a little bit, we was able to just make shots. And I think that speaks to the talent in the league now. I have one more piece of trivia for you. So there we go. We'll fade out that. I only hear the last uh, question there from whoever that was from TNT. But Dame on well, May- that was Malika Andrews from uh, ESPN. Oh, okay. It says TNT Sports uh-huh. on the cut. That's okay. Um, so there's Malika Andrews. Here was Dame. I want to go on this because I want to talk a little bit more about it. He was asked about making the All-Star game more competitive. This became a talking point for many. This game sucks. I'm not watching it. Here was There's Dame. a way for, to, oh, oh. to make it. Accidentally clicked it. Uh, being asked on how to make the game more competitive. There's a way for, to, to make it a more competitive game. I don't think anybody's going to play in it like it's the playoffs, but it's a way to, to get guys to come to the table and, and just play a more solid game, I guess. But I did think it was a good game. You know, anytime the crowd is, is engaged and you're hearing oohs and ahs and Things like that, because the crowd does not enjoy what they see, and they're just not going to say nothing. You know, I've seen it. They'll just Definitely. sit there and watch. But um, I thought it was enough moments to be excited about and to enjoy watching, but it was just too many, you know, go get a dunk, go get a layup type of moments. And I think if we can just limit those, you know, people probably wouldn't feel the way they feel sometimes about it if we can just try to limit it. But it's, it's going to happen. Sometimes it probably just can't happen as much. Let's talk about this. The All-Star game broken by many. Everybody complained about it. And the thing he's hinting at that he doesn't outright say, it was reported. And we know what it will take to be more competitive. So we'll talk about that coming up next. Dame's weekend with three-point champion and MVP of the All-Star game. We'll continue on next. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. Eric Gunderson's going to join us at the bottom of the hour. What would he do to fix the NBA All-Star game? It's broken, damn it. I'm trying not to exaggerate when I say this. I want to say going back to high school, I've had people tell me every year on my TV that this thing is broken. It's broken! And then Magic comes back during the dunk contest and concludes, the dunk contest is back! The three-point contest is back! 
And I'm always like, I mean, it's always just been here, you know. Well, the thing that they need to fix in the skills competition is that actual the all stars need to participate. That was the cool thing. Uh, the NHL redid their skills one. And so it was all of the All-Stars. One, they gave a million-dollar bonus to whoever won the overall thing. But it was all the guys that are playing in the All-Star game doing all the skills competition. Connor McDavid won the thing. Um, but that part is cool. Like, I, I much prefer – yes, I'm a hockey fan, but I much prefer the NHL skills competition to what the NBA does. I mean, the only thing that was probably worth watching was Steph and Sabrina. I, I'm being honest here. I'm not trying to be mean. Like, everything you just highlighted, fair points. NHL All-Star Game down 7% this year. I understand. So, like, you want them to steal the idea of this league that can't get people to watch. Nope. I just... I, I, I understand. I just find it interesting how this is, like, the NBA... It's only the NBA's responsibility to have their All-Star Game figured out. The NHL can't get people to watch... People watch the football one, but they don't bitch and moan about it every second. No, I think do. people have finally accepted what the NFL Pro Bowl or whatever they're doing it is it's more about. It's football. They don't play tackle anymore. Exactly. They they tried to play tackle, and then I forget who lit somebody up one year. I just think in general they don't want injuries. Nobody wants to get hurt at that point, which is part of the NBA's issue. Okay, so it it's yeah. I I just I don't know. Where to sit in all this is interesting to me. Like, was it a good game? No, it was terrible. I watched the whole thing. I was just rooting for Dame to be MVP. You could clearly see nobody gave a rip. Yeah. This year, a little different than the others, and what I'll say is people seem to complain a lot this year. 200 points being scored for the first time. Okay. But really, if you're being honest with yourself, you just are only complaining about not having four solid minutes of locked-in basketball. Because every All-Star game largely in my life, has been nobody cares, nobody cares, nobody cares. Five minutes left, we care, and that's it. That's what the All-Star Game's always been in my life. This year, they didn't care, and Dame hinted at it on that clip before we went to break, and it's being reported, the players want to be paid. You want us to care? Give us off some of that scratch. Pay us a mil each. Give the winning team... 1.25 mil per player and give the loser 200K. Like, make it a million-dollar difference and then see what happens. Yeah. If you get to that and they still do this, I don't know what Adam Silver's left to do. Here is Adam Silver. Listen to Adam Silver. He's <laughs> he's giving the trophy. The East has won it. They this went is back the to final the thing of the yes. whole weekend. Thank you, Indianapolis. You've been great hosts. The East has won. We're not doing LeBron Giannis team. It's it's it is LeBron Giannis, but we're calling it East West. <laughs> it's still such a weird concept to me. Here is Adam Silver. Listen to his voice giving the All Star trophy to Giannis. Listen to this. Thank you for the fantastic hospitality to Herb Simon. He's owned this team. For 41 years, the longest standing governor in NBA history. Thank you very much, and to your son, Steve, as well. And to the Eastern Conference All-Stars, you scored the most points. Well, congratulations. Giannis, to your team, this trophy is yours. Well, congratulations. Nobody played any defense at all at any one point of this game. Luca had more defense against him with the rim existing yeah, than he did the, anybody the, the trying to The rim had the best defensive play of the night.
I, I just, I, I, how do you make them care? I mean, offer it money know. is what I would say to that. But largely, go look at the history of this game. I, again, 200 points is ridiculous. 150, 145, yeah. 140, 146, 154. Folks, it's not like this game's ever been really about defense, ever. I no. know we got some highlights on Twitter that make it seem like it was 88 to 91 no. one year. No. no. No, it wasn't. Not in the 80s, not I in the 90s. I think the thing, and you were asking me, you know, about it. I think the thing, even offensively now, they don't seem to be, it just seems to be, okay, it's your turn to shoot. It's dunks it, or threes. Yeah. Dunks or threes, as yeah. opposed to, I do remember, you know, the best players in the game, in the world, playing on the same team, especially before we ever saw the Dream Team in the Olympics, them you know, throwing great passes to one another and doing something offensively, running something. Um, and, and now it's just, there's nothing that, I don't know if there's anything basketball related well, other than Dame shooting 48-foot jump shots. For the weekend in general, like the skills comp, I used to like the skills comp. When it was created, it was, um, I want to say it was like 2003 or something. It was around then. Yeah. It was. It's not that old of a, a contest. They used to have, like, I, I remember the first year, I want to say it was J-Kid, it was Gary Payton, it was Stephon Marbury. Like, you yeah. had top-level point guards participating in a point guard-esque event. And you want to put bigs in that now, that's fine. They've evolved. Well, they've they evolved. Grown. They're handling the ball. I don't know what that skills competition was, but it was the dumbest thing I've ever uh, seen. That in I my never life. saw. Well, Saturday night, obviously, I had a I had a basketball game to call, so uh, I didn't see much of that. Well, it's just it, it's kind of like I didn't know how any of it worked. I didn't really understand the players were going the wrong way in the course during the actual competition. It was a weird thing. The three point contest. They've screwed that up a little bit. They've changed it, and then they've changed it back. They finally have gotten back to the roots. That one was good. Yeah, It took Dame's very last shot to win the contest. Yeah. He had missed four straight shots, and you're like, oh, my God, he's going to choke this away. And he hits it on the last shot. The Steph-Sabrina thing was awesome. That was the best thing of Saturday night. I thought the three-point contest was pretty good. Yeah. It was close. There was, like, two or three. It was Cad. It was Dame. Like, Hallie was there. It was close. It was it was fun. Steph-Sabrina, a ton of fun, despite Kenny yeah. Smith saying, she needs to shoot from the WNBA line, even though she tied Dame with a score. Steph is just Steph. Yeah, it was a bad weekend for Kenny Smith. I, I saw some of that. I didn't ever go Not back. I wasn't going to worry about it. But Reggie Miller was the one kind of correcting Kenny on TV in real time. Yeah. And I, I said this in my house watching it, and I tweeted it out too. I was like, I can tell which one of these guys got their ass kicked by Cheryl growing up, and which one never did. Exactly. Reggie's sitting there yeah. like, yo, why don't as you As long as down? she was using the WNBA ball, that's the biggest thing. She scored 26. She, she had got 26. the same score as Dame. She showed up. She brought it. She made like her first seven I shots. Know. She was unbelievable. We, it was great. She made Steph have to bring it. You wait until Caitlin Clark is in this next year. Oh, it's going to be even goodness. more exciting. Fantastic. Uh, and then the dunk contest is just... I don't know, man. I don't know what to do. Those judges are sitting on the court, and they're what not seeing the What made the dunk dunks. contest great going back was it was Michael Jordan and Dominique Wilkins and Larry Nance and all the guys that were playing in the game. That one, they either need to get do away with it or they need to mandate guys on the all-star roster. Jalen Brown this year. That was it. Yeah. So Jacob Toppin, though. Hmm? 
Jacob Toppin. Jacob Toppin should have been in the final against Matt McClung, but they rigged it to put the NBA name against the G League name. Jacob Toppin's last dunk is one of the better dunks I've seen. And I'm not just saying that to like for argument's sake. What he did on that dunk and the fact that the 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 judges, including my boy GP, just sat there and was like 46. I'm like, you never in your life could do that dunk if you tried. And you're going to give this man a 46 for that. McClung's was fine. He kind of felt like he did the same stuff he did last year. His first dunk was his best dunk where he got the ball, let it go in the air, recaptured it, and finished with a reverse. But the dunk contest has not been that interesting. I, I think you need to go to the YouTubers or something because you mentioned having names. If John Morant does one of these dunks that I just saw this weekend, that's, that is going to change it for people, isn't it? Uh, it will. Even yes. though the dunk has just Even been done. Even though the dunk's the same dunk, but yes. I saw Stephen A. Somebody tagged me. Stephen A. tried to blame LeBron. He said LeBron ruined the dunk contest. I, I mean, Dwight Howard was in the dunk contest after LeBron was in the league, but okay. All right. I digress. It's just LeBron's fault. Look, I'll blame LeBron when I need to blame LeBron. We made fun of we him. We did that earlier. He's the biggest liar to ever exist. <laughs> But stop it. It's not LeBron's fault the dunk contest sucks. Yeah, he didn't participate. That sucked. It's terrible. It's a bad business choice. We had other names compete in that contest. Yeah. It's just, um, it's really unfortunate. It's no longer the biggest event. It's just not. The Steph-Sabrina thing was more entertaining. I thought the three-point contest was more entertaining. Three-point contest, I believe, has surpassed it. And I think if you could get back to a more simplistic skills comp, then do it because this year's was weird. When I'm watching Scotty Barnes, swag, Scotty Barnes and their passing part of the, the drill or the competition, Scotty Barnes is cocking back a ball and throwing it like a baseball full strength. That's a pass. When that's a pass, we've gotten away from the skill. Now you're just, you're just throwing a ball as hard as you can because the circumference of the area it's like 80 times that of a ball. Yeah. You no. can't miss it. We need to have horse. Have Steph and somebody play They tried horse. it, actually. When was that? See, what's fu- that's kind of my point is we are complaining. As a country, I think social media exists now for us to complain about everything. But we are complaining and throwing out all these ideas that they've already tried yeah. that nobody cared about. You just asked, when did they do that? They did it like six years ago. KD played pig. Nobody watched. It's kind of boring to watch, actually. Well, shoot. All right, I made it. Shoot, I missed. All right, you shoot. Shoot. Oh, I made it. It's kind of boring to watch. But they've tried different ideas. It's an all-star game, folks. NHL down 7% from last year. Nobody really talking about the NFL one, even though people watch it. And MLB's all-star game is just like the NBA's. It's year to year. Some years it's back. Other years, why is it broken? Home court advantage is not the solution to this stuff, by the way, either. That's ridiculous. Players basically hinted at it. Pay us money. We'll care. Okay. Try it out. What's $12 million for you? You're a multi-billion dollar league. Figure it out. Pay the team. I think you get real competition at the end of these games. Eric Gunderson, our good friend at Blazer Banter, joins us for the Daily Ticker. Get his thoughts on this next on The Fan. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, one of our good friends of this show, 
Eric Garcia Gunderson, Blazer Substack, on Twitter, at Blazer Banter. Uh, you've known him for a long time. He's still in our lives, thankfully, and uh, we get to talk about the NBA All-Star Game. We've got listeners, Gundy, saying maybe 2v2, 1v1, get Ja Morant, Giannis, Wimby in the dunk contest, I'll care. What would Eric Gunderson do to fix the NBA All-Star Game? Oh, man. Um, replace it with a second in-season tournament. <laughs> and, 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 and and have the, the whatever whatever sponsor they can they can get for that one since they already got a sponsor for the other one you know have them kick in you know because it's it's an opportunity to show off like what's good about the nba and right after football season and it seems like instead of doing that they showcase just kind of not how, you know, I mean, obviously you can see how they score, but it's not like a real representation of how good the league is, in my opinion. So I think a, a second tournament probably would be the best thing to do overall. And then you could sprinkle in the Saturday night stuff on like the off day, kind of like the final four. You know, you mentioned something there and it's interesting because I think you're right. Like for a lot of people, I mean, it's a lot of people. We need to be honest in this country that this is kind of the check-in. Oh, the NBA, that's right. It's a thing. Football's done. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny that you say they should be highlighting what's great about him. I text this to you and everybody else all the time. Love the sport, hate the league. What did we take away from this league? Hey, you can play Wimby as Spider-Man in a video game. Our court lights <laughs> up green, and we have a right-handed player hitting the side of a backboard with his left hand as a little misogyny is echoed by Kenny Smith because Sabrina's taking on Steph Curry and there's no defense being played and all we do is dunk and shoot threes. Like, you're right. It should be a highlight of the league. And I think the takeaway is this league sucks. I I, I know that they, you know, we're up 5% year over year in our viewership and <laughs> all of this stuff that they try to, hey, we have a lot of Twitter followers and we're really popular on TikTok, but... I think for the most part, we see the ratings. It's like, hey, that playoff game got 2.2 million people, and it's it's just it's not good. It's pitiful. I, I think what they highlighted is this league kind of sucks right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think it it the the bad All Star game rewards a lot of the people that are just cool with following the league via highlights on Instagram, highlights on TikTok, yes, highlights on Twitter. And, and, and that's how they consume the league, and then they consume it via the transaction theater. And it's like, for a lot of people, like what happened on Sunday night is a validation of that stance. Now, I'm not one of those people. Mm -hmm. I know you're not. Yep. But it's just like, but like, those are the people that you have to attract to try and make the sport more, you know, more popular. And, and, and in terms of the rating, it's waning in popularity and it's like you know you, you gotta you gotta have some good product to show these people and the all-star game is not a good product anymore i mean it, it breaks my heart it used to be my one of my favorite things of, of, of the the calendar year even though it was you know a meaningless game it was always fun and now it's it just not the same intensity like you're saying like i mean anthony edwards like he was everyone was like oh my gosh this guy's the next face He's going to take over. He's shooting left-handed in the skills competition and totally ruins it for the number one pick team. And then he's not taking it seriously during the game. And then after the game, at least he was honest about it. He's like, I don't, I don't, this is a break for us. And, and, and so I think the only way to kind of change that is maybe just like, yeah, maybe have like a week off, but like, I think still maintain uh, 
that weekend with some programming. I think a tournament that, that they build into the schedule, a, a second one is probably the best way to do this because we saw those guys go super hard for 500K in the other one, in, in, in the first one. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and it got better ratings in the Christmas games. And, and, and I, I just think it's, I, I think having something for these guys to actually play for is, is, is the only real solution at this point. I mean, I, I have heard some people say the All-Stars want a, an additional cash prize on top of like whatever they get in their contract incentives, and, and maybe that's it. But I, I don't know if it's going to be it, because do they really care at that point after you know what, what the All-Star weekend has really become, which is just a party for corporate sponsors? It's not really a celebration for fans anymore. I thought it was weird too. They had the game not at the Pacers arena. And I, I, I think I saw you tweet something to the effect of like atmosphere's massive too. You have it in these football stadiums. It's just basketball in those stadiums is not great. Um so mm-hmm. I, I I thought that was an underrated part of it. What did you make of Dame's weekend? He wins the three point contest, he defends the crown, and then he hits two just casual half court shots Looks how you and I look shooting a free throw from half court and wins All-Star Game MVP. First player to win uh, an, an, a, a competition and the All-Star Game MVP since 88 when MJ did it. What did you think of Dame's weekend? I thought it was great. I mean, I was really happy for him. I know it's been a, like the last, you know, couple of weeks have, not, have been pretty tough for him from a performance standpoint. I mean, he just hasn't shot the ball well. Um as well as he has, you know, I mean, in, in, to the standard that he set. And so uh, for him to kind of, you know, get right a little bit, especially amongst the best players in the league and the best shooters in the league in the three point contest. And then like, you know, to have a little swagger back, it looked like, you know, uh, to hit the, those half court shots and, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be, you know, as, as much as we're saying it was meaningless for everyone, maybe this was a turning point for game. Uh, to kind of turn the season back around from him because, yeah, I, I think it was uh, – I thought, I thought it was kind of important for him. And, and, I, and that stat just goes to show you another one of the things about Saturday night is that, like, you know, the, the Stars will compete in the three-point shootout, but, you know, it's just been such a long time since Stars that could win the All-Star MVP were in the dunk contest. And, and, and that is just like I, – I don't even know how we get back to that. Uh because it, it it just seems like that that that's not going to happen quite anymore. But Dame did it, which is which is pretty spectacular. Even though you know, I think the whole weekend was pretty widely panned by everybody else. Yeah, who was the? I mean, I know Jalen did it, but I thought it was pretty bad dunk attempts. Dwight was probably the biggest name before him, right? In a long time. Yeah, yeah. Dwight Dwight was definitely because Dwight was like when Dwight did it, he was like you know like still like defensive player of the year. Yeah, like, he was we, peak we, Dwight. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with you. Dwight was probably the last, like, real superstar guy that did the dunk contest. Um, Levine, and, and Levine's probably the closest, like, next-level type player. Blake participated, I think, in that Kia year. So, like, they've had, you know, Gordon Levine is still one of – I think it's the best dunk contest I've ever seen, to be honest with you. But a lot of people harken back to the 80s or the 90s with some of the bigger names that – we're participating. I still think Gordon Levine is the best dunk contest. I, I I agree with you. I mean, I mean, I mean, Gordon Levine was was the one of the best. It was the best one that I saw. And then Gordon came back in 2020 and then didn't win it. 
And I think, you know, obviously, I mean, Gordon's at a different point in his career. I don't think he'd be coming back for it. But uh, I, I think some of the, the way that it has gone down for guys that have clearly been the best dunker not winning it also has turned some guys off. Like I know yeah. Stephen I had Stephen I had that whole rant about LeBron not doing it. And it's not that I don't think LeBron not doing it didn't have an effect, but I do think that like guys see these guys go crazy and it's just like and they don't win. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron Gordon does all these ridiculous dunks we've never seen done. But Zach Levine wins it because why not? Uh I'll get you out of here on this one, Gundy, because I know you're busy. Uh quickly the the viewership numbers for local TV markets Portland has the biggest drop in the NBA this year, 60% drop in viewership. Uh, what say you? Is this just simple? Well, the team sucks. Of course, people aren't watching. Is it a TV problem? What? Why do you think Portland is the biggest one out of everybody in the league? I mean, I think it's a cocktail. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a toxic cocktail of both things. I, I think the team being bad and then you know getting rid of Dame, and I think there was a lot of – maybe some energy about like a new team and then the team was bad to start the season and, and then has really not really strung any wins together to kind of generate any excitement. Although, you know, it is nice to see Scoot playing better, but I think the biggest thing or it's gotta be equal in my opinion is the fact that nobody has the channel to watch the Blazers. So I do think there's a lot of people that want to watch the Blazers that are either not renewing their Comcast or finding you know, other means in 2024 to potentially watch their team that they're not going to be giving ratings directly to the TV, uh, you know, the TV broadcast of the Blazers. And I think, I think all of that going together is just, is just really bad. And that's why the local ratings are down so much. And I, 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 I think it's, uh, it's definitely both. Eric Gunderson, Blazer Substack on Twitter at Blazer Banter. Give him a follow. He's a good friend of the show with his thoughts on how to fix the All Star weekend if you even can. And uh, Portland's viewership numbers down significantly compared to every other team in the league. Give him a follow again on Twitter at Blazer Banter. Gundy, thanks for hopping on this morning. We always appreciate the time and enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. Absolutely, no problem, Sprague. It was great to great to be on. Thank yeah, you. There we go, Eric Gunderson joining us live from the porcelain. As he does every time he hops on with us. He flushed the toilet last time. Uh, but uh, giving us his thoughts on the All-Star game and how to fix it. Uh, we have a lot more to get into, including a ticket giveaway coming up here in the final hour of the radio program. And we got the mail sack at 815. So any and all questions are welcome in the mail sack. Vancouver 4 text line 503-864-6326. Text them in, tweet them in, put them on the YouTube. I'll check the YouTube chat. I haven't in about 25 minutes see if there's anything in there uh we'll get to that 815 dirt and sprague back with more on the fan our thanks again to uh eric gunderson of blazer banter on twitter uh somebody bringing up you guys forgot dame was in the dunk contest i know i you're not wrong there we did forget well, to dame name him. did all the events one weekend he did what we forget about that is that to my knowledge is still the dumbest dunk contest because they changed the scoring system. It was a weird, like, I forget what they did, but I remember watching it going, wait a minute. So I want to say Dame didn't do very many, and, like, he was eliminated really quickly. It was a weird format. I have to go back and look at it, mm -hmm. what it was. But I remember it happening, and I was like, why are we doing this? Who asked for this? I just, you know, I love the feedback. People are, you know, this is a mixed thing. You get some people who hear... 
The players need to be incentivized. And if you look at a contract, you go, well, what do you mean? They make $250 million. Yeah. I also would say, I think if you were in the situation and you knew you were the reason, part of the reason why people would even watch, you would also say, yo, you're making more money off me? Give me some more of that do-re-mi. I think it's always easier for us to see this from where we're sitting in our lives and making so few dollars compared to them and say, well, why don't you just do it? You already make... As one listener points out, they have too much money on the line to get hurt during the All-Star game. It, it's just different, man. I, I, was, I watched... Um, what I did is I, I really didn't enjoy how the game was. I could tell from the, the start, like, oh, this, they're not going to care about this game. Yeah. So what I did was to make it interesting and to keep watching, I watched the Draymond Charles Barkley uh, telecast. Did you watch? You didn't see any of that, did you? No. That's fine. Taylor Rooks was kind of leading, and then, like, they were really just talking back and forth. They were joking right. on each other. They were trying to do the Manning cast thing. It, it was good, though. It, they, made, they clowned each other. Yes, Draymond Green is going to be on TNT at some, one, when he's done playing. Yeah, I think that's, yes, yes. I think that goes, he already is, and he's still yes. playing. Uh, I couldn't believe out loud, he was like, nobody cares about the Pelicans, Chuck. Because Chuck was like, oh, no, man, watch the Pelicans. And Draymond just out loud, I don't think anybody's concerned about the Pelicans. I'm like, man, they're in a playoff race with you, okay. But I'm watching this, and it's funny to just think back of, like, Charles sharing the moment. Charles Barkley was in the league when they found out a player was going to make a million dollars a year. Yep. And they all celebrated it. I know. Like, that's the history of this league. It's It, it can be long ago, but in many ways, financially, not that no, old. It's been exponential how fast it has gotten from where it was, because I think Drexler was the first Blazer to make a million dollars a I season. I believe you are correct on that. Um and that was mid to late 80s. And so Magic doing it and was then, like, holy crap, we yeah. can do this. And then Dame's last contract was like $50 million a year. Yeah. And he's, I think he's in his last deal of the current contract going to make 63 and a half, 64. Yeah. So they've come a long way in a, in a relatively short amount of time. Yeah. But I think the point I'm trying to make is they always celebrated when people made money. And now these guys are making money. They want a little bit more. I don't know if that'll change it. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. But it's just, it's interesting yeah. to listen to how quickly all of the stuff in the league has changed just within X amount of years. Yeah, for roughly, well, I guess you're put 35 years. Uh, yeah, about that. Yeah. From when Magic made one mil, everybody going crazy, like when the little giants gained one yard. Exactly. To oh yeah. my god, thirty-five to forty years. Yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it's crazy how it fly how it flies by, and to also hear it from somebody that was actually in the league. Uh, nobody's watching the Portland Trailblazers. I'd like to talk about that very quickly. There is an athlete. Uh, I'm among them. <laughs> okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> He's on the radio Monday through Friday. Catch him on 1080 The Fan. Well, they're on the second TV. Okay. Thank you for being – it's okay to be honest and say you also don't watch most of the games. I'm not going to take that personally. We'll talk about that. There's an athlete in another sport that hates the sport. Talk about highly compensated guy. Paid to care. Literally saying out loud, I don't care. We got the mail sack at 815, so get those mail sack questions in. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. Vancouver 4 text lines 503-864-6326. You can also hit us up on Twitter in the YouTube comments. Loaded final hour, Dirt and Sprague, back with more on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. Hey, I want to dance with somebody. 
This is Dirt and Sprague. This is the moment we've all been waiting for. Hmm? Andy Dirt Johnson. Step up, son. You're two pounds heavier than when you came to camp, but we can fix that. All we have to do is decrease his food intake and increase his metabolic output. All right, step up the scale, son. Muscle weighs more than fat. And Brendan Sprague. Seven-minute abs. And we guarantee just to get a workout is the eight-minute, folk. If you're not happy with the first seven minutes, we're going to send you the extra minute free. See, that's it. That's our motto. Dirt and Sprague on 1080. Maybe at the end of the show, we'll both take our clothes off, you, Armani, and me, mine, and we'll just give it to the audience. What do you think? The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Final hour of the radio program. Dirt and Sprague here on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. We got a giveaway coming up. Oh, hello. We'll get to that. Something I was at last year actually was this giveaway. Oh, there you go. Quite uh, quite enjoyed it. It was a nice event to go to. It's it's always been a great event. When's the last time you went? Um, not as much. They they redid it on the calendar a few years back. Okay. And it uh, has often conflicted with pilots basketball. That's a good point. Yeah. There's usually weekends. It used you're gone. to be a little bit later into March, I thought. Closer to the scoring season. Because I have I have broadcasted from this event sure. in the past. Yes, I know you have. Not as much lately, but still a good event. So uh, we'll tell you what that is coming up. We got the mail sack to get to at uh, 815. The uh, text line is 503-864-6326. Or as Dwayne on the YouTube chat brings up. Interact with the YouTubes. It's hard. It's hard to interact while hosting a show and trying to manage the audio and all the stuff and things. Uh, Swag should be live on the YouTube chat talking all the S with people, but he won't do it yet. I don't know why you won't dive into the I, YouTube I chat. A podcast. How dare I've you not a, talk trash? You know, actually produce. Why don't you jump on there and produce those comments? Huh? Why don't you give them some trash talk? They want the trash talk. Uh, well, I, you know. Social media is a bit constricting for me. The limited characters, the limited. I, I, I'm not a. I'm a. I'm a more deep thinker, like thesis sort of thing. You can't give a thought in under like what a thousand I, characters. I or too need context. Okay, you need context. All right. Yes. Uh, we'll get to the mail sack coming up at eight fifteen. You mentioned it there. Uh, you don't watch the Trailblazers anymore. That makes me sad to hear, but also not surprising. I've. Heard how you and Dirt have talked about the Trailblazers when I bring them up as a topic. Ah, the NHL, far more entertaining. Uh, Plus, I have college hoops I, I do need to watch. Well, for your job? Yes. Well, yeah. What would happen if you didn't? Uh, the broadcast wouldn't be as good. I disagree with that. I think you know these teams. Um, 60% drop-off in year-over-year viewership for the Portland Trailblazers. Is this a root thing or just the team sucks thing, or is it the combo? It I think, like, like Gunderson it's said, it's it's a perfect storm. It can't be just that root's terrible. I think it's a perfect storm. Certainly, if the team was even competitive for a play-in spot, it wouldn't have dropped off that much. No, sixty percent's a pr- that's it, huge. It, it's far and away. I think the that's second, going over the cliff. Yeah, that's disaster territory. And when you look at other teams in the league. They're almost doubling most of them up. Yeah. The the root nonsense to start the season that they moved it into a different tier and you had to get a new certainly didn't help. The timing of that, by the way, couldn't have been worse. No. Hey, we finally, we finally, after a couple years of delaying the inevitable, we've tore down the studs here. 
but bear with us and pay more money. I, I've heard from season ticket holders who have complained to me and said, like, yo, they they were asking for more, and obviously before the trade, even if you thought they were going to trade, there were people that were holding out the hope that they wouldn't. The chip's all in the middle thing. Like, that got people, okay, they're going to make a trade. I'm going to get season tickets. And then they trade Dame. And it's like, hey, your season tickets are non-refundable. Uh, you add the root thing. We're moving to a more expensive tier. Pay more money for this. It is a perfect combo of being bad, being largely unwatchable, too. I, for a guy that's watched all of the games, I'm telling you straight up, they've had some great games to watch, some competitive games. They've also had a lot of games that have been unwatchable. And you can watch to see if Scoot dribbles really well with his left hand. Is they're down 28 points, so you can walk away with something positive to tell yourself the reality is most of these games not been very watchable and their record stinks. It's just it's kind of the unfortunate combination that you're dealt with. And now we're to a point where we're sitting in the city. It's not that people don't care. It's that people can't access your games as easily as we thought they would. Remember when they went, uh, when they had their new TV deal, when it went from Comcast, NBC, you know, Northwest to Root, it was initially, including by this show, lauded. It was like, hey, they, they're actually in more households. I remember being a YouTube TV subscriber, and I was kind of bummed because Root's not on YouTube TV, and I love YouTube TV. I think of all the things I've had, and I still have cable, I've loved YouTube TV the most. I, I cut it so I didn't have to worry about it. A lot of people didn't. And you got Fubo as an option now, so you can get away from some of the you know, major corporation Comcast cable company stuff, but it still was Upton tier, and so that means Upton price. It's not shocking to me to see that they have had the biggest viewership drop off. It's just the percentage, 60%. That's a massive difference from where they were. If you told me 35, 38, okay, yeah. Wizards level, I'd go, yeah, that makes sense. 60? 60 feels like a lot of things, and one of them is a little bit of betrayal and how the fan base views the organization right now versus what they're getting. Well, and I think it... I I think part of it, it also illustrates, I mean, we are we are as hardcore sports fans as there are. We seek things out. We're like, where is it? Let me go find it. I think it goes to indicate still sports is a small niche. And so if somebody happens to scroll by, oh, the Blazers are on tonight. I don't think you get that anymore. Based on that number, I'm going to assume a lot of people aren't doing. They're well, not what going, I'm saying oh, is, on? when Root was in your regular, your just your your basic package, and you stumbled across it, you, oh, I'll watch for a little. Oh, what's going on with the Blazers? Like I, 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 we lose sight of just how niche sports is sometimes. Even the you know outside of the NFL, the NFL is its own juggernaut. <laughs> we you lose it more than anybody because you'll you'll cite things. I'm like, what channel yeah, was that on? Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think not being in the basic cable package where people can stumble across it as they're surfing or whatever. 
that I think that's a bigger piece of it than people give it credit for. I mean, for. they're on a network right now where they've been relegated to third. They get bumped yeah. on the standard root channel for either Kraken Hockey yep. or Mariner Magazine yep. shows. Which it's because they're it's that the network's based in Seattle. Right. But they decide you know, and I know the company, the Vulcans are based in Seattle. They've decided to go to that network. Now, there is concerns of that network and their longevity. I saw Somebody had tagged us in a Dave Softy Mahler tweet about how the Kraken uh, are concerned kind of about the future of Root or uh, who who was the other team? I'm forgetting it because they don't have an NBA, NBA team. Is it? I mean, no, it's not WNBA. I forget who it is, but how they don't want to be. They're not going to be left flat footed. It might be Gonzaga because I think Gonzaga games are on there. Well, whoever the, the hell it was, I saw him basically hinting at like they are prepared in case Root goes the way of how our Comcast channel did, which was 13 years, hi, goodbye. If that's what Root's future is, their representatives from the Kraken are saying they're not going to be caught flat-footed on this. We do know that Portland has an interest of, I think, seeing what's going to happen when this deal ends. And one of those interesting things is in Phoenix, where we talked about they're doing their own TV network and they're going to kind of run their own thing. That feels like the wave of the league. It feels like that's the wave of sports in general with all of these local networks, Bally Sports having to be bought out, um, Root, programs like that having to be saved or ceasing to exist operations. I mean, even Comcast themselves, their NBC Sports affiliates, they've had a, they had a lot of those. A lot of those have gone away, including the one in our backyard. So... I would imagine Portland sees this. They're not shocked by it. It's not a revelation to them. It's like, oh, man, we've lost 60%. I think they assume they're going to lose viewership when you have seasons like this. You pair that with what they are on that channel, which, sure, you could argue, should you have taken a different deal? But again, when they took that deal, there were a lot of people saying, look, they got more eyeballs. They found a station with more access. The problem is they changed tiers to it. And I think largely as an organization, they're looking to do something else uh, once that TV contract ends. But a 60% drop in viewership, Swigard, it, it's, it's, you don't want to be the team that's mentioned with that. Uh, the lead team of, hey, who's lost all the eyeballs? Who's lost all the viewers? You don't want to be that franchise. And unfortunately, and, and to me, not surprising, it's the Portland Trailblazers. It's become... For me, and and when Dirk gets back, this is kind of the time on the sports calendar where it's second-half Blazers, it's maybe sprinkling in college basketball, depending what's interesting, it's NFL draft, which is massive, it's Major League Baseball is back. It kind of has felt like a point to me where I still know we have Blazer fans and people who are watching the games, but sometimes the loudest noise is the people not watching the games and they'll let you know it. That's where it becomes tough. It's 60% drop in viewership. Well, I have to take that into account of like, okay, well, how many people were watching this game last night against Wimby? Or how many people watched this game last night uh, against the the Mavericks or whoever the hell it is? 60% drop-off says that's a pretty massive one. I still think you get some of that percentage. A small sliver is watching on streams, finding ways to navigate and watch and go around the man. But largely, I've I've seen this and felt this in my own life. I don't think people care about the team right now. No, what what you know, you've had inconsistent you players in and out of the lineup, no consistency whatsoever. 
who's playing on any given night. We're arguing not... about a coach where nobody on either side can tell you like yeah. definitively if he's good, if he's bad, if he, is he middle of the road, is he going to be amazing. Some people write blogs about how great he is. Some people write blogs, hey, how do you let this happen? Scoot, you've had injuries happen. I, it's just been a weird and that's how this market goes bad they city. don't they don't hate watch the way they do in some other markets like just they move on to something else well that's the west coast in general yeah. isn't it that's la that's i think it's seattle you think la is not? certain teams i think the lakers i think people still will tune in and they'll get okay angry yeah dodgers maybe dodgers dodgers maybe. have to be there everybody else it feels like it's eh. yeah Hit me when they're good. Yeah. Right? Angels, USC, like those teams yeah. need to be good and relevant. Uh, so a 60% drop-off in viewership. Most people citing it's the Root Sports problem, Root Sports Plus, or whatever the hell the name of that tier is. I think it's also a combo of this team sucks. They're not good. The record stinks. They've had a lot of blowouts. Yeah. If there's some, if there's a compelling reason to go find them, people will usually find them and then they will bitch and moan about how difficult it is or expensive it is to find them. You don't even hear that anymore. How bad is this drop going to be once they start the tank? And you could argue they already have been tanking, but like Malcolm out two weeks, reevaluated later. Yeah. Wait till the ant thing pops up at the end or Jeremy or DA. Like once these guys start and they start to sit and it's the Delano Banton show even more. That number's probably going to jump to 70. Yeah. I would imagine it would. There at will that be point, some pretty need. small numbers coming at the end of the end of the season. Unfortunately, yes, you are right. Uh, we got the male sack. We got an, a- an athlete who's paid a lot of money to care and doesn't care at all. We'll talk about that. But the male sack is next. The male sack is any questions that you want to ask, uh, text into the Vancouver for text line, the YouTube chat, or Twitter. That is next. Male sack on the fan. In my all right. If you text the word golf... G-O-L-F to 503-864-6326. Now you can enter uh, for your chance to win a pair of tickets to the Portland Golf Show March 1st through the 3rd. Head to 1080thefan.com for complete details. Again, text the word GOLF. Just think of Sukanic, Jared Golf. And you can go golfing at the uh, the uh, Expo Center March 1st through the 3rd, text GOLF, G-O-L-F, to 503-864-6326 for your chance to enter a pair of tickets to win a pair of tickets to the Portland Golf Show March 1st through the 3rd. Again, 1080thefan.com for more details. Uh, We'll have those throughout the week, but enter now, texting GOLF to 503-864-6326. I think it's a good point, too. We'll get to the mail sack here in just a second. A good point by somebody that tweeted us. And said, you know, this team wasn't very good last year. What would add to the drop-off? Well, they increased the price for the the package. So Yeah, they moved it out of the basic tier into the premium tier. And you knew this team was going to suck. They traded Dame. Like, once that happens, you either decide to get that package or you don't. I believe we found out about that, like, kind of last minute before the season started. Yeah. I think it's crystal clear people didn't want to pay that extra amount to watch a team that has 15 wins. Yes. It's really just that it's simple. that simple. It doesn't need to be any more complex and deeper than that. If, if you make your product less available and the product is not uh, up to previous standards, what do you expect? Uh, let's get to the mail sack. Any and all questions are welcome at the mail sack. Uh, we text them in, tweet them in, put them on the YouTube chat, whatever you so choose. Let's start with this one. What's an expected record 
for OSU football in 2024, and what's a record that would make you panic? Expected record. We might have the same answer on this one. Uh, Let's see. What's the expected record? Let, let, do the win total here on three. The ex, your expected including win total. a bowl game. No. Okay. That's Regular it. season, twelve games. Twelve games. The schedule as it sits now. Yes. Give your number of total wins you're expecting on three. One, two, three. Nine. Ten. Wow, nine, huh? Yeah. You see three losses. I see two, and then a stink. They, a stupid game. Yeah. Like they go to. I don't even know the schedule by I, heart, but they go to a Mountain West road something. game. Boise yeah. State gets them. Something like that. I mean, that definitely could happen. It's 10. It's 10. Manageable non-conference. You're playing the Mountain West. Yeah. Come on. Like, your recruiting's going to fall you off. You know, injuries. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, there's I'm all not accounting for stuff. injuries. Well, I know, but goofy stuff always happens at some point in the season. Okay. Uh, less than eight, I'm panicking. Uh, less than nine, I'm panicking. Eight and four to me is panic mode. You lost four games in a year you had a Mountain West schedule? And it ain't like your non-conference is that difficult. Who's the artist non-conference team is Purdue? Uh, or Oregon. Yeah, it's probably Oregon. Oregon, yeah, by far. Which, by the way, that, that did yeah, not no, resonate. That is now a brain. non-conference game. Yeah. Are we still calling that a rivalry? I don't know how to view all that stuff. Uh, yeah, as long as they... The non-conference rivalry. As long as they continue it. The minute it stops, I worry it will never come back. Uh, very odd to be in Gill and listen to them tease the men's game on Saturday between Oregon, Oregon State, and call it the big game. Uh, it, it, somebody come up with something, damn it. Or just say it. Yes. Just, just say it out loud. Hey, join us, Beaver fans, for the Civil War Saturday. Exactly. Nothing will happen. <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Dennis Dixon ruined all of this. Uh, uh, yeah, mine is, if they win eight or less, I'm panicking. Because if you yeah. fall off this year that quickly, you're going to fall off again, and it's going to be damn near impossible to ever regain power five status if the universe includes you back into that. It's hard for Oregon State places to build that back up. It takes time. I will panic if they have eight or less wins. If it's under eight, then I'm... Um, eight and four, you're totally fine. I'm I'm not panicking. I'm concerned I'm not panicking. Mm. No injuries, eight and four. Still the same? Yeah. Okay. Like I said, I'm concerned. Okay. I'm not panicking. Uh, Mail sack, which regional restaurant or drink establishment uh, that you wish was present in the Northwest? Do you wish we had like a Waffle House, a Dunkin' Donuts? Oh. Is there an establishment? Ooh. You know. Um, I don't know. Is there any of those that you like? I, a, I find Duncan to be overrated, but I do want that track jacket. I'm going to be honest with oh, you. Oh, that's that's fantastic. That thing is sweet. Yeah. That thing is sweet. I think we we definitely need that. That could be. If, you, if you're going to get me to wear a Halloween costume. The Dunkings. If the three of us go as the Dunkings somewhere, okay. I'm in. I almost bought three of them, but I didn't I didn't text you or him. So I, oh. I was like, what if I bought it? And if you buy it, I'll pay you whatever. I think it was $60? I, I'm fine. That's I, fine. I felt like that was fair. That's fine. Um... If you get over a hundred, check with me. I've never been to a Waffle House. I'm not fascinated with the Waffle House. Well, I love waffles, so I am. Um, 
Yeah. I've I mean, had everything else. I've had the only thing that was here and left where I was actually disappointed. I don't know if you remember these or if I'm going way, way back. Remember Boston Market? Do you remember yeah. Boston Market? My mom used to go to Boston Market sometimes for the yeah. $5 dinner. And that was, uh, I love the Boston Market. And then the franchisee went belly up, and yeah. but bankruptcy and they nobody chicken else. Chicken legs. Oh, they had the rotisserie chicken yeah. and uh, they had the little corn medley that yeah. was delightful. I felt like I was being super healthy as a youth. <laughs> Even though you're eating rotisserie chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boston Market wasn't bad. I also had a place that was only existing for two months. I still think they're one of the best cheeseburgers I had. Hot now. It was a Pepsi. Oh, I, I miss them. It was Pepsi's answer to McDonald's and Coke. Oh, okay. They couldn't get into McDonald's because of the Coke ah. thing. So Pepsi created a chain called Hot Now, and they were here for two months. And my mom went there because they were cheap. Like cheeseburgers were like 30 cents. So my mom would go get those yeah. things. They were delicious, and then they went out of business like super quick. Yeah, I, I. But there's nothing I've been to somewhere where I'm like, oh my goodness, we have to have one of these. Have you had Whataburger? Whataburger? Yeah, Whataburger. No, yeah, that's how they say it. I, I Whataburger. Just, there's that. There's Fat Burger. There's yeah. Uh, there's a place in uh, SoCal called The Habit that's all over the place. The but Vegas I, White I, Castle ruined White Castle for me. I don't want White Castle oh, ever I again. Could never. Ugh. I love sliders though. And we had Yeah, it. but I figure I would if I want sliders, I'm going to, you know, a local bar or something that knows how to do them. No, I, I mean I yeah, but if 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 your entire existence as a fast food chain is sliders and crinkle and crinkle cut fries, yeah. I assume they'll be good sliders. They were they were yeah, one of the worst awful. burgers I've ever had in my life. Yeah. So I'm not really missing that. So to answer your question, I maybe Waffle House just out of trying mm. it, but I don't know if I'd like it. Yeah. I, there's nothing that I'm like craving to come here. Uh, okay, yeah, good for you. Power rank the worst food items: bread without butter, French toast without syrup, pie without ice cream, grilled cheese without tomato soup, and cake without frosting. Cake without frosting. It has would be to be the number worst. one. It has to be the worst. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Who just wants to eat cake? Like, what What are you doing there? It has to be some damn good cake. It's got to be moist beyond all moist, like pound cake. Yeah, I love moisty pound cake. I am a big fan of moist pound cake. <laughs> oh, I pound that cake so hard and it's so moist. <laughs> big fan of that. I think we're in lockstep. It's cake without frosting. Yes. The second one of these items... I eat bread without butter all the time. I love bread. Good bread. Good, Good fresh bread. bread. Oh, you don't need butter. You don't need no, it's fantastic. Uh I'm gonna say hmm. It's gotta be French toast without syrup would be next for me. Well, but I guess that depends on are you just saying French toast by itself? Yes. Or I mean, because there's any number of other stuff I can French put on toast French toast without syrup. Well, I guess that's true. You could put fruit. You can put fruit. On. You can put whipped cream. Yeah. I've had savory French okay. toast Touché. that has like uh, that has like hollandaise sauce with like ham and asparagus. Okay, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe I'll retract. So that. if it's just dry French toast, still not. You still have the egg and it's fried a little bit rather than just plain cake. Uh, I might sound ridiculous to many here. I don't like ice cream with pie. I love pie by itself. Yeah, pie pie should stand on its own. I know, but a lot of people like the warm pie with the melted ice cream. I'm not into that. And the other one, I've hated tomato soup my whole life. 
I want the grilled cheese without tomato. I just soup. want grilled cheese. Now you can spice up the grilled cheese with all you know caramelized onions sure. and bacon or whatever the hell else I'm you want to put into that. it. But tomato um, soup? Get out of here. No, I don't need to dip it in the tomato soup. I think there's only one here that you and I Yeah, the cake. It's cake without frosting. Yeah. Yeah. Pound cake that's moist though. You better watch out. Uh what is more likely, mail sack question, what's more likely to happen first? The Blazers win the title. Or the next popular Russian opposition leader disappearing? Uh, the next popular yeah, it's, Russian. It's easily the Russian one. Yes. We just, uh, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> we I just mean, watched that happen. Don't want to go to dark places, but, but the Blazers are nowhere close to a title. Yeah, and that guy's still alive. So as long as he is, I think the next opposition leader will not be the opposition yes, Putin, leader. Putin's. Yeah. Putin's Putin. Yeah. yeah. And the Blazers are the Blazers at this point. Uh, last one, then we'll move on. Uh, where is it? Where is it? Oh, uh, what is the best dad bod in sports? Nikola Jokic. Yeah, I agree with that. Do you have an all-timer? Can Ooh, an all-timer. It's got to be Bartolo, right? But is that beyond, like, dad bod? Like, you're so... Okay, what about David Wells? He had a bit Wells of a... is... Yeah, Wells, now you're in the right... Uh, you're right. He was a little overweight. He yeah. had a pooch. He had a little pooch. But, yeah. like, his arms weren't overly big. No. He kind of was like a dad you'd see mowing the lawn on a Sunday. Exactly. Way too early. Like, it's 7 a.m. What are we doing? Well, it's got to be up and at him. Like, okay, why are you doing that? It's too early. David Wells is probably my next one. That's right in there. I think Cologne was too fat to what I think you were trying to say that, weren't you? Yeah. There's a point at which you're just fat, like Terry Forrester. Okay. Former Braves pitcher. Yeah. That Letterman used to make fun of. So there's 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 a line they that called you called him a giant tub of goo. So you <laughs> So you're no longer dad bod. Now you're just fat. Yeah, now you're just fat. I think David I mean Wells. he was three spins. I mean, that's why you leave out like Vince Wolfork and you know, those defensive tackles in the NFL. Well, those are... guys are just too big in general. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. David Wells? Wells, he's pretty good. Wells and Jokic. Yeah. That's a pretty lethal combo of dad. Luca's kind of up there, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as dough. It's not quite as doughy as Jokic's, though. Yeah. Uh, last one. Blazers, what city would they move to? What city are they going to be moving to? Ooh, move to. I think Vancouver. Hot BC, yeah, I could see not? that. Seattle's going to get an expansion franchise. Yeah, that's they why. will get to start from scratch, and it'll be the Supersonics, and it will be theirs. Yeah, go to Vancouver. Um, Vancouver, they definitely could go to uh, Nashville. They could move to Nashville. Kansas City's been ready for a team. They have an empty arena. They're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, so Kansas City might be in the running for that. There you go. The mail sack every Tuesday at eight fifteen. Uh, coming up next, this athlete really said this out loud, and he has no shame about it. And uh, important info to pass along to you. That's next on The Fan. All right, welcome back in. The um, the Vancouver Ford text line had not, I had to refresh it. There was somebody had text something in and I wanted to respond to it. But it wouldn't let me. So sometimes our text line won't let you respond. So you got to refresh it. And after I refreshed it, I saw texts that I hadn't seen during the mail sack portion of the, the show. And so there's all these texts coming in and uh, people debating what fast food joint they would want here. Got some Bojangles text in. Haven't had Bojangles. I haven't had Bojangles either. It's fried chicken, right? Bojangles? I think so. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. Okay. Also, a good one for the dad bod conversation, Daniel Cormier of the UFC. 
You remember him fighting at all? He had big doughy body. I, I'm not a UFC person. Well, I'm not the biggest diehard either, but like he was a pretty big name at one point. Um, one of the greatest fighters in the UFC for his weight, and he couldn't pick him out of a police line. Really? Yeah. I feel like if I showed you a picture, you go, "Oh, I've seen that guy. I know that." Maybe, guy. but I wouldn't know that it's him. Well, yeah, touche. Um, but that's a sneaky good one because he was doughy. You'd yeah. see him out of shirt, I'm like, "Really?" And then he'd go out there and kick everybody's ass. But uh, yeah, good thoughts coming into the uh, the old Vancouver Ford text line. Uh, Anthony Rendon hates baseball. Apparently so. Have you seen this? Uh, I haven't uh, seen the direct quote, but yes, I've seen headlines everywhere. MLB Tonight's been talking about it. He said baseball isn't a top priority for him. <laughs> He's not the first athlete that, I mean, Jokic has kind of said this a few times too, not in so many words, but he's like, I'm seven feet tall and can hit 30 footers and dribble the basketball. What else am I supposed to do that makes 50 million a year? Now, to be fair to Anthony Rendon, like the full quote isn't just that. It, it, yeah. It's a full quote. He says, quote, it's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. Yeah. He also advocated of like knocking down 60 games or whatever it was because he's somebody that said the season's too damn long and everybody pointed out he's averaged like 58 games a season for the last couple of years. He signed a seven-year, $245 million deal with the Angels in 2019 after his stint with the Nationals. Yeah. Imagine being the owner of the team. And you're already bad. You have a bad reputation. Yeah. You've now given Anthony Rendon $245 million, and he has said out loud, season's too long, it's stupid, and it's not a top priority for me. I don't know if that's making you feel any better. Uh, no. If I'm, is, is Artie Moreno still on the he damn is. team? He is. Remember, he was trying to sell it. He was it trying and, to sell it, and I said, nah, I'm and not going to And then he pulled the it. offer or pulled yeah. the uh, availability of He's the like, team. He's like, oh, we're going to expand and get a big expansion fee? I think I'll hold on to it for a little while. Anthony Rendon in 2023, do you know what his numbers were? Uh, they were not good. That's an understatement, Bob. <laughs> was he over the Mendoza line? 236 average. Oh, just over the Mendoza line. Two home runs, two stolen bases. Yikes. That's... uh. That's not a good return on investment. He also said it's it's a priority because it's my job. And then he followed up, I'm here, aren't I? <laughs> uh hoping for a little more the, the, from for that than for my 250 mil. I just I yeah. He also he went on to basically add like he's not bothered that people he doesn't care that people are of bothered. Of course he by doesn't. It. Well, yeah, why would he? He's guaranteed two hundred and forty five million dollars. So I love yeah. that at their spring training, they've got a $245 million player out loud saying, eh, it's not my biggest priority. And then they've also got the other player that's generational saying, I don't want to be traded, but I can't control if they trade me. Yeah. Like Mike Trout has been the only good thing of that franchise. Otani was great, but he left. Trout's been the most stable, great thing they've had. He has said time and time again, I don't want to. I don't want to leave yeah. here, and he has to answer questions of. You think you'd be traded? Huh? You think you, you think they're going to yeah. get rid of you? I don't want to be. But it may be the only thing they can go do to get. No, no. I, you know what else they could do? They could make wise decisions from a personnel mm -hmm. standpoint. You had Otani and Trout, 
and you squandered it away. Well, Otani elected to become a free agent. Is he is he doing that if they're consistently in the playoffs? No, probably no. not. He's probably because he wanted to be in L.A. L.A. was a priority for him. Now the Dodgers are the Dodgers. It's you know iconic to play for the Dodgers. He had home run in his first spring training at bat. But if the Angels were anything worth a damn, I don't think he's leaving. Probably not. How could you not do this? What are you doing? What are you not doing? I don't know. Why does that franchise exist? Why are they still in Los Angeles? But thank you, Angels. They're in Anaheim. They're not in Los Angeles. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a depressing stadium to look at. Everybody driving in that area, yeah. they're looking for Disneyland. Yeah. And then you look over and you see this baseball see the Honda stadium. Center and, and, yeah, Angel Stadium. And you're like, oh, that's where the depressing baseball team plays. I feel bad for Angels fans. I know there's only, like, dozens of them, but I do feel bad for them because they're stuck in this... Our third baseman doesn't care. Our owner's a moron. Our front office can't hit anything right. And our best player of all time wants to stay here, but we can't put a team around him, yeah. so we might have to trade him. And we're in a division that has the last couple of World Series champions that yes, know, a, know what they're doing a and team that, are not afraid to spend money. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It's got to be frustrating as all hell. Uh, back with an important update on the station and more. Dirt and Sprague on the fan. All right, tomorrow we'll have uh, Patrick Harris hopping in, hanging out with uh, Swag and myself. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, it should be noted, I wanted to give you guys an update uh, very quickly on the Fan Winter Golf Classic as uh, we're a week away. It'll be today. Uh, we will have the Fan Golf Classic, the Winter Golf Classic, our first one out at X-Golf Tualatin and Vancouver. If you have not signed up your threesome, do it now. Go to 1080thefan.com. The 4 p.m. round at Tualatin is sold out. The new round is just about done. I was told this morning, like, a little bit of wiggle room. And uh, not much in the noon or 4 p.m. round at X-Golf Vancouver. Danny Dusty will be live on uh, location in Vancouver. Isaac Itzuk will be in Tualatin. The winning threesome will get a free foursome at this summer's 10th annual Fan Golf Classic. The last place threesome will receive a free lesson out at X Golf. Uh, there'll be food from Victor Rico's Pro Catering Urban Restaurant Group. All golfers will play Pebble Beach on the simulators. Again, go to 1080thefan.com for more info and to sign your threesome up now. Should pass along. It uh, After all of the delaying, all of the articles, all of the leaking of reporting, it turns out the 5 plus 7 model is the wave of the future for college football. They have com- they have committed to it. They have voted on it. We talked about it earlier this morning. It's a done deal. It's a 5 plus 7. So the five highest ranked conference teams winners. So, yes. so you assume the power 4. The power 4 because two teams do not qualify. In, and yep. then who knows? Mountain West if Oregon State or Washington State goes on a run. So, okay, so help me with this. I'm confused by this part. I should have looked this up as I asked this. I've been operating mentally, and if text police out there, if you can clarify, if Swag doesn't know, I've been opera- operating under the belief that they do not qualify next year because they're a two team conference. Oh, because... I believe there is a threshold of teams you need in your conference, so here's where the seven matters. Well, no, but they, I, I, I don't know if that's part of the part of the two-year the two-year two grace period, so they're still considered a conference. Okay. 
So whoever wins that game amongst the two of them. Okay, there's been a lot of moving parts on this, and that was that the will need one clarification. Area. Yeah, we'll see if text police have that. And then the, the next seven will be the seventh highest ranked non-conference champions right. that will get the playoff spots. And we'll go to the bye. It's 12 teams next year. Petiti wants 16. I wouldn't be shocked if he gets Sankey in on 16. And eventually that thing gets to 16. Um, the but, only yeah. the only reservation I have about 16 is you run the risk. There There is the thing about you assume the top four seeds are have a higher probability to get to a national championship game. And if that is important to your TV partners or you want to feel like you have the best teams, uh, football, you're always subject to getting an injury anytime you go out and play that sport. Subjecting those teams to one more game is that much more potential that you won't get like the big name player in the, the game. best, the best teams to. I mean, that's what I mean, that's why the NBA eventually went to seven games in the first round. They want their best teams from the regular season to get to the NBA finals. Yeah, I still think they should be doing best of three in the first round to make right. it more exciting. More exciting. Now, yeah. is the pride? Is there anything on the line? And if a team gets upset, should they feel pressure when they don't? Yes. Well, but to quickly push back on that, though, that's the only reason I would. The NFL Not, exists, and we. How often do we have right. in the Super Bowl like the biggest named player doesn't play? Who's the last big quarterback for a team that didn't play in the Super Bowl because of injury? I can't remember. And not that offensive linemen yeah. basically don't matter any other position, but we know quarterback just, can drive so much. Yeah. Michigan lost one of their best offensive linemen in the Ohio State game. They ended up winning that game, and then they ended up winning the whole thing. So we know you can overcome some circumstance in football, but to your point about injuries and all that stuff, like how often does that happen to us in the Super Bowl? We see linemen go down, and that matters in the NFL. But like quarterbacks? Yeah. I just think it's the risk you have to take. So we'll see. I, I I don't know. I'm trying to remember, but I want to say it was they don't have the numbers for it. But again, it's the five plus seven. So if you're one of the seven highest ranked outside of the conference champions, champions. you'll get in. Yep. But I don't know if that's going to happen for Oregon State this year. We'll have to, and uh, I certainly don't think that's happening for Washington. State. No, I think Washington State. They just lost their offensive line yeah. coach. So, yep. Which was funny. I talked about coaches leaving and how it's screwing the sport up. That day, their offensive line coach leaves for Texas Tech. So, that's gonna do it for us. Thanks for hanging out, guys, on YouTube, on the Vancouver Ford text line, and texting in the uh, code word. We'll have that code word again. If you are not chosen, we'll have an opportunity tomorrow. Uh, P. Harris will be in with us hanging out. And uh, I want to dive into some NFL draft stuff I've been reading about. Justin Fields has unfollowed the Chicago Bears on Instagram. Swag, that's the biggest deal in the world. That's how we know. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll be back with a hump day edition of Dirt and Spring on Portland Sports Leader 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. 
Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.